Hey. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the podcast, I Totally Relate. I'm Rissy. And I'm Shelves. And we hope you guys can totally relate. Dun, dun, dun. Hey, guys. Oh, my gosh. Welcome back. We're back. We're so excited. Season two. Season two. <laughs> for wow. real. For real, though. Oh, my gosh. Welcome to season two of I Totally Relate. This summer has been so fun. <sighs> Working yes. on all of the new exciting episodes that mm-hmm. we're going to be bringing at you. Yes. You guys, it, this little break coming into season two has been the best thing for mm-hmm. us. We have been so busy at work and we are very yeah. excited as the season just starts to unfold for you lovely souls. <laughs> Yay. Okay. So one of the things that we really focused on during this little break mm. was upping our Patreon game. Mm-hmm. So we have like a really fun schedule of the things that we share on there. Yeah. We've just been really consistent on making sure we're showing up for Patreon. So if you are excited and you want to know what kind of content is on there, head on over to Patreon and join us there because we've got all sorts of fun things, yeah. including random freebies and lots of journal entries bonus episodes bonus episodes those are my favorite they they really are yeah yeah because tutorials oh oops why are they our favorite (laughs) well because there's like there's like a level of more comfort because it's like okay the people who are here are like really listening are really part of our community and so it feels a little bit easier to just Mm -hmm. like be less nervous and just share like yeah. what's on our hearts and minds yeah like there's a little less inhibition oh um, yeah with oh, what yeah. we share yeah it's a little safer for us so yeah head on over yeah bonus episodes are the best <laughs> <laughs> they really are though <laughs> we started season one out with a letter to our younger selves and we kind of wanted to come back with our why for season two Want to take us into that, Rissy? Yeah. Okay, so something really interesting. We were polling one day and we made this kind of discovery that the person who we were doing season one for was a younger version of ourself, but not too young version of ourself, yes. right? So like for me, season season one was all of like that was dedicated to Carissa, who was 32 years old. Mm-hmm. And for you, season one was dedicated to? I would say that 22 to 25 year old range. Yeah. And we didn't know this. Like, no. right, like this is all like in retrospect realizing like, oh, there was a part of us that needed healing. Mm-hmm. And so when we started out this process, like that's who we started with. Like that part of us, that version yes. of ourselves mm-hmm. that needed that healing. Yes. Okay, so every every episode of this podcast has been a piece of the message that we wish we knew when we were younger. For example, you are not your body. Adversity is inevitable. You are creative. Insecurities are exhausting. Womanhood and sisterhood is a superpower, and your community really matters. So those were all messages that obviously anybody at any time could get something from, but they were really targeted to like this particular part of ourselves that needed to hear that and needed that healing. Yeah, I would absolutely agree with that and say that 
it almost feels like as we have been digging into ourselves and being vulnerable um, during Apollo, Carissa had some said something along the lines of dig deeper and go younger. Mm-hmm. And in our episode with Anna Marquez, a licensed therapist, she shared with us this idea of trauma. If you haven't listened to it, I 100% recommend going back. But she kind of describes trauma as this chain mm-hmm. and that it's all linked together. And I had this thought in my head that as I was starting my healing process and sitting down behind these microphones and starting to share this message, I was following these chains. Mm -hmm. And at that time, my capacity ended at that 22 to 25 year old range. Right. But as we've continued our healing, as we've continued to um, dig deeper within ourselves, it's taking me younger. It's taking me to parts of myself that I had forgotten about or didn't remember or haven't been able to process or filter through those. And so I feel like going back and finding who this is for has been pretty profound. Yeah. 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 So I love that you said that. I had kind of journaled on that too. Like just being able to, all the work we did in season one was kind of taking apart some of these links. Mm -hmm. And so now that chain has gotten shorter and in doing so it has taken us back to to an, a, another version of ourselves, a younger version, just yes. another part of ourselves. And mm-hmm. so as we have been working throughout the month of June and preparing to come back to you, sweet little babes, I have realized like, oh my gosh, I am now, I'm I'm dedicating season two to that 17-year-old, 18-year-old Carissa. Mm. Let's see, this whole month of preparation for the next chapter has brought me to meet or to get reacquainted with 17-year-old, 18-year-old me. She is younger, she's a bit more wild, she's more stubborn, and she's incredibly vulnerable. Mm. She is closing one chapter and starting another. Heavy feelings and deep feelings are about to be introduced to her. I have some things I want to tell her. And as the episodes move forward, you will hear the messages and hopefully I can help speak up for her. Hopefully I can provide a safe space for her to heal. Hopefully I can see her and validate her and become more whole of who I am and gather these pieces and versions of myself and embrace them and love them and know them and heal them. Wow. So I didn't know that I was going to go to a younger version of myself. I thought season one would just heal me up and we would be... Zip, zapping along and ready to yeah, go and then yeah. in in that uncovering I have realized like oh okay like let's let's go back and yeah. and get 17 year old Carissa and bring her with us mm. wow well that is beautiful thank you for sharing that with us <laughs> oh my god I love that I love that idea that we're all still a part of ourselves, and I kind of have this visual of you know, it's true. We, this idea of zip zapping and and being going along. I love that so much, but we would be not truthful if we didn't say there's still a piece of me Mm -hmm. sitting on the side of the road, Mm -hmm. feeling lost or needing something. I would say that for season two, I have come onto this hovering of, I'm in my inner, inner child Mm -hmm. days. I'm, I'm talking like that 
seven to nine, 12 age is where I really feel like these messages that we've been searching for in season two are resonating with me. Nine was a big age for me. I think there was a lot of shifts and changes and it kind of started to define my worldview. And there were, Mm -hmm. there were a lot of untruths that were, that were brought in at those times. And so, yeah, I'm going, I'm going way back. I'm going way back to little Shelb and it feels, feels exciting. It's, it's a little scary maybe. Yeah. Oh my goodness. It is kind of nerve wracking to like, yeah, to, (laughs) to kind of dig into that. My friend Annie, Mm -hmm. I was, talking to her one day about like Kay and Shelby's gonna laugh when I say this because like I am just so on like this Ariana Grande kick like I can't even I know Shelby's like okay we're gonna do yep we're going Ariana Grande song for that yeah there is an Ariana song for everything like everything I go through I'm like oh there's an Ariana song for that and I could like name it and sing it to you but like I'm really like on this kick I know Shelby's laughing because it's just really true you guys she knows the melody she's got the dance Oh, God. And so I was, like, kind of laughing about it with Annie. Like, I, I'm i kind of ridiculous because – and I and it's not, like, the new Ariana Grande. No, no, no. I'm talking, like, young, you know, the older Ariana stuff. <laughs> so good. And, and we were laughing about it, and she – or I was laughing about it, and Annie was just, like, so sweet and kind and compassionate, and she was like, oh, you're just healing that part of yourself. And so when you hear those songs, like that is, you know, that's just kind of where you're at emotionally right now. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's so true. What a wise woman. Annie's the best. But yeah, and so it's kind of funny how I didn't, I didn't conscious, I wasn't consciously aware of that. But like how those versions of ourselves, they are trying to heal or be seen or or show themselves, or, or to be safe, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, for me, Ariana's just doing it for me right now. <laughs> just, like, making that safe space and, like, allowing me to be that, yeah, like, kind of that that bold, and it's, like, kind of like that stupid courage, you know, like, where you don't know yeah. <laughs> what you're getting yourself into, but you got a lot of courage enough to get there. Yeah. And at the same time, very vulnerable. Yeah. Very vulnerable. And so, Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I'll link in the show notes my favorite Ariana song. <laughs> it changes. It changes every day. It changes every day. Yeah. So we've kind of, we've described who we're doing this for, right? So like I'm going back to 17-year-old Carissa. Mm-hmm. You're going back to 9-year-old Shelby. Yeah. And so that's who we're going to show up for. Yep. And that is very closely tied to, but is not our why. We have like a why. Why are we doing this? Why are we doing this? Yeah. In season one, we, I'd written a letter to myself about like, trust yourself. Right. Mm -hmm. And like that theme still comes up. Like I still need that reminder. I have not mastered or conquered that concept. Like I need reminders all the time about like, um, trust yourself. And and I think that that was that was my why at the beginning. Like I needed to, mm-hmm. I needed to learn that. And now as we're going into season two, there are two different reasons why I feel like why I want to do this. Okay. One would be tied to like that changing, or sharing that message that our younger selves needed to know, right? Mm-hmm. And so yeah, that's part of it. So topics that we're going to be discussing in season two are 
some like taboo topics. Like some of those topics will be things that like aren't lady like to talk about. Some of those things that like, man, there's just a lot of mystery or ambiguity or like uncertainty around. For example, like we plan on like talking about sex and money. Whoa, we just got real. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So, like, these are topics that, like, they're. I mean, man, I wish that our younger selves didn't need to hear these messages, Mm -hmm. but unfortunately, they do. And so, yeah, being able to tackle some of those big, ambiguous ones confidence. Confidence is a big one for me. Oh, of course. For that age as well. Boundaries. um, And also, the. I know. Oh my gosh, you guys. Hold on. Hold on just one second. We have to tell you something. We're not going to tell you the whole thing. But we have something so exciting for you <laughs> in our boundaries section. We like, we're pumped. You guys, it's so exciting. You guys. Okay, so we're not going to tell you yet, but just know, like, we got something super cool, like, coming down the pipeline. Dun, 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 dun. I'm on its way <laughs> to you. Podcast. Yeah. Okay. We're so fun. So we're going to talk about boundaries. We're going to talk about sex. We're going to talk about money. We're going to talk about confidence. Yep. And also the path to self empowerment. So that's that's part of my why, right? Like, right. I I need to. I want to share those messages that I wish I knew when I was younger. Absolutely. Okay. The other reason why. Tell um, us why, Carissa. Okay. I am doing this because I deserve healing. Mm. I deserve peace. And a feeling of wholeness. And so do you. So what is in my heart is good. And the Mm. world needs me to speak my truth and to heal myself and to share a message of healing and love. The universe wants me to fulfill my purpose. Each of us has an important and special way of making this world a better place. And when we stay small, the world misses out on what we have to give. I deserve to fulfill my purpose. So I will continue to sit down with shelves and share my experiences, and talk about my learning, and discuss all the resources that can help others. It really is just a matter of, like, I I deserve to do the thing that brings me joy, right? Mm. And and the world needs safe spaces to talk about heavy, ambiguous topics. And, I mean, am I saying that, like, this podcast is my purpose? No. No. But I think it's a part of it. Sure. It's a door. It's a gateway. It's an opportunity. It's a starting place to like open up Mm. and be available for healing and connection to others. Yes. And so like I I deserve connection. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. I I deserve to be happy Mm -hmm. and have fun and to and to feel joy. And so I'm going to do the thing that allows me to feel that. Yeah. Well, and jumping off of that is that might be hard to hear. That's sometimes that's hard. I mean, how many people, I know that there was a time in my life where I could not look myself in, in the eyes in the mirror and say, I deserve connection. I deserve healing. Like that might be tough, but you had said that when you think of the people that you love, when you mm-hmm. think of your children, when you think of your friends, when you think of your family, you believe that they are deserving of those things. And how did you say it? We're all made up of the same thing. Oh, yeah. Whatever mm-hmm. that is, like whatever it is, we're all the same thing. Like we're a human. And so if you're a human and I'm a human and I believe that you deserve 
all of these things, then I must also be deserving of that. And if we're going to show up in this world and we're going to, like one of my biggest whys is I want to instill a belief in every single person that you are worthy. And if everybody is worthy, then I must be worthy. So why not start with me? And if I can start with me, then I can go ahead and share this podcast as a resource because I want to share resources because one of the biggest things that I feel is on this journey in life is we're not really given resources. It's kind of like a who comes into this world and some people have plus three and some people have minus 10 and those are kind of the cards that you're given and if you don't have as many cards there's not as many resources and I just want to share resources. Yeah. Yeah, one thing that you, first of all, hold on, can we just like for a moment, (laughs) I just want to like light a light around Mm. the fact that you said if everyone else is deserving of this, then so am I. Mm. Yeah. And it's true. And it's hard to believe. It really is hard to believe for ourselves, right? Mm -hmm. Like it really is hard to believe that you are deserving of that because you know every dumb, stupid, Mm -hmm. wicked thing you have ever done. Yeah. But knowing that, like, everyone else has made mistakes, too. Yeah. And everyone else is still worthy of love and happiness and joy. Like, then, yeah. Yeah. And I just want to say something to our listeners who I love so much and I'm so appreciative, too. But I realize that often when you're listening to something or even when I'm talking, it's easy to just kind of say, yeah, I experienced something bad or whatever. And it's, it's easy. I know what it's like to be in the shit and to hear somebody and to like, when they just sprinkle confetti and sparkles and they act like everything is good. If you are feeling a little off put, this feels a little bit like you want to roll your eyes or you're not quite sure. You are exactly who I'm talking to. Mm -hmm. You are the person that I want to sit down and have a conversation with. Not the person who's sitting there going, oh yeah, Shelby, yay, I agree, I agree. No, this is because I have also been in a place where I did not think, I did not think it was possible. And so if this message, like if all of this frill, frill and happiness is a little irking to you, you're the person that I'm coming for. You're the person that I'm doing this podcast for because I believe that you're worth it. And I think that was another really moving or like a helpful anchor for me. Like when we're discussing like our why, like why are we doing this? Like we do have unique experiences, Mm -hmm. you know, like although we are two very privileged white women. Sure. We also have, we've also, we also just have experiences that, man, we've lived below the poverty line. Yeah. We have gone without necessities. I mean, there We've been in those places that are dark and lonely and isolating mm-hmm. and and now, you know, we're like ready to bask in the glory of Absolutely. the universe, you know. And so one of the things that I really like about Patreon, this isn't meant to be a Patreon plug, but you can go over there and check it out if you'd like. <laughs> but one of the things I like about that is we take, we we get a little bit more vulnerable and a little bit more honest. So like we share our journal entries that mm-hmm. inspire these episodes. And so we talk more specifically about 
some of those lonely experiences. And so it's able to give a little bit more context. Sure. And then the same thing with our newsletters. Like we, in our newsletters, we share some of the things that we're going through that week. And sometimes it's like, we've had a great week and we're super pumped and we're just like, like you said, we're just like tossing confetti and glitter yep. out like it's nobody's <clears throat> business. Totally. And sometimes we have a tough week and we learn something, you know, in a way that, man, I wish that I didn't have to learn it that way. And we use the newsletter as a way to like give some context to like some of these difficult challenges that we are navigating. Totally. And so... Yeah, you know, we get behind the microphones, like we want to pump you up and we want to be like, hey, we see you, we love you, you are worthy. And all of that is true. And we know because we have been on the other side of that. Absolutely. We have been on the side of like, I am not good enough. Mm -hmm. I must protect myself. There is not enough to go around. Yeah. It's really funny. Right before we got... Right before I got here at Carissa's house to record this episode, I found a notebook of mine from two years ago. And so I don't even know some of this stuff. I'm like, was this notes from someone or are these my words? I don't even know at this point. But I did find this quote from Dr. Joe Dispenza. It says, if you want to change, you must you must have in yourself an idealized self. So you must have a part of you that is better than who you are now. So if you want to be faster, the idealized part of you is faster, right? And so we have to believe that there's something better. And so this podcast, like one of my whys is because I have been able to see the manifestation of when I start to put my head down and work, when I start to journal, when I start to think or notice patterns I, I can see, well, I can see a pattern and then I can change the trajectory of that. And Mm -hmm. so I feel like a lot of this is, um, having a thought of wanting a change in thought patterns and habits or behaviors. And so I like to imagine, like, imagine the woman that you want to be. Think of what her daily life, her habits and routines would be. Start showing up to those habits and routines and start budding them step by step, day by day. So if I can work step by step, then I'll slowly get better. And like looking back, it's like, because I want to be better. I want to see a world where people are more vulnerable. I want to see a world where people are more connected. I want to be more connected. I want to be more vulnerable. And when I do these things, I'm not doing this alone. I'm doing this because of the books that I'm reading, the conversations that I'm having or that are happening, that I'm having and happening all at the same time. But if you looked at my path, I'm getting better. And so I just want to share these resources. I want this podcast to be a resource for anyone. And I read a lot of things and a lot of articles and it's just a way, like one of my biggest reasons for why is I want to share resources because I think that if younger Shelby had some resources, it'd be different today. Yeah. I mean, if we just like look at the world right now, like I mean, in some parts of the world, like we're bro- we're dropping bombs on each other, um, you know, it's scary. Like there are mass shootings every mm-hmm. day. Like it, there's a lot of pain mm-hmm. in the world. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of pain right here in our community and in America. Like there's just a lot of trauma, yeah, and a lot of pain. Mm. And so when I think about 
what I want to like give to this world. Like how, like how do you, how do you change all of these things Mm -hmm. that are heartbreaking? Like you can't, Yeah. you can only change just yourself. Yeah. And, and I think, yeah, the universe wants me to do that. Yeah. Can I, I would love to like give a little bit of context about like how this work has actually impacted my life. Ooh, yes. Okay. So we, we start season one. Mm -hmm. We're just like, super happy, super stoked, like, oh yeah, this is going to be so fun. Mm-hmm. We're just going to sit down behind microphones and just talk about our feelings. Sure. So then we start journaling and then talking about the things we're learning in our journaling and things kind of get a little heavy. Like we start realizing and learning <laughs> some things about ourselves like, oh shoot, yeah, I do that. Yeah. Anybody who works with Shelby starts going to therapy because <laughs> she <laughs> is an advocate for that. So... I start going to therapy. (laughs) So I am talking about my feelings with a safe person, Shelby. I am journaling on it and being very, like, introspective and reflective. I start going to therapy and getting, like, professional help when it comes to, like, identifying limiting self-beliefs. Yeah. I start reading books that are just... uh, It's like they shake the foundation and they shake loose all all the things that, like... I don't need I, I don't need to carry around anymore. And then I have like all this mess on the ground that I'm able to like start stacking the blocks like how I want them to look. Mm. Uh, and so I love that visual. Yeah, that's what I feel like has yeah. just been happening, right? Like everything that isn't necessary has just been shaken loose. Wow. And now I get to like build the life that I desire, right? Mm. Shelby said that and like it has just changed my life so much. Okay, so I start doing these things. Side note, I'm super into politics. (laughs) If you know me, you already know this. And I have a lot of reasons why I'm into that too, right? Like, I, first of all, like, I have the personality for it. Like, I'm just an extrovert. I'm sorry. I am, like, I, it's the system was built for men like me, right? Uh huh. And now I'm like, oh no, I'm joining the women. And we gonna shake this thing up, right? And and I recognize that like yeah. these are the these are the laws and the regulations that are written by human beings today who decide what's okay and what's not okay and mm. what the social narrative in, is gonna be and what's acceptable and what's not acceptable. Yep. And I'm like, ooh, I wanna be there. I wanna be at that table that's like writing the regulations and the laws. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, there's like that Macklemore song. Ooh, that wasn't Ariana. But there's a Macklemore song for that where he says, um, no law is going to change us. We have to change us. But that's a good place to start, right? I'm like super into politics. <sighs> I'm getting all into this. That's like happening on the side. But here in the podcast, I'm like doing all this this work of realizing who I am. But I have this story in my head like, oh, I live in Utah. They're not going to vote for a Democrat. I'm way too loud. I'm not Mormon. Mm. Like, I have all of these reasons why, like, I would never be voted for. Sure. But at the same time, I'm doing this work. (laughs) And I am learning that what is in my heart is good. Yeah. Like, everything that I hope and wish for my little family. Oh, my gosh. I want that for your family. Like, all of the, like, these problems are complex and like you you need to be able to like sit with it and problem solve it and and Mm. have empathy and and efficiency because like every penny counts when it comes to like you know taxes (laughs) and so 
I, I start having this reckoning inside myself, right? Mm. Like this whole, like, I want the life I desire is meeting no one's going to vote for me. So, like, there's this, this like, tug of war inside mm-hmm. of me. And, fi- and like, I, I have just had enough tiny shifts. I have read enough inspirational books. Yep. I have had enough conversations with Shelby and also my therapist <laughs> that has allowed me to, to get over that or to move yes. past it or to work through it. Or even if all of that is true, Okay but I'm still going to try. Yeah. So you guys know this because by the time you hear this, it's already been on Instagram and all that fun stuff. But, um, I declared my candidacy for city council right here in American Fork. (laughs) And I have no idea if I'm going to win. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. Like I know there's a lot of hard work ahead of me. So like I'm trying to do this podcast. I'm going to be running a campaign. Um, I'm also a mother of two children, and it's the summertime, and they're home nonstop. (laughs) So that's hard. You know, so it's a lot of work. None of this is like, I just closed my eyes, and a rainbow popped out of me, and now it's led me right to the path. Like, all of this is, like, really hard work and, like, a major emotional struggle inside Mm. of myself. Yeah. But I'm just taking these things that we're talking about, and I'm applying it to myself, and I... And, and no matter what, like, I mean, I see myself in city council. Like, I see that. Like, it's happening. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but even if it doesn't, like, I I feel like I, I'm networking. I'm meeting people. Yep. Like, new doors are opening. Like, yep. I, I just feel like this is the next step that I am supposed to take. Yep. And so I'm taking it. Uh-huh. And, and there's a lot of ambiguity. And there's a lot of excitement. And there's a lot of fear. And all of that... I can like set down mm-hmm. because when I tune into myself, I just think this was the step I was supposed to take. I don't have to know yep. the end result. I just need to take this step. Absolutely. And the next right one. And yeah. so, yeah, like that maybe is a little bit of context of like why this is important to me, why I get excited or like how this is really actually impacting my life. Yeah. Like I really mean it. Mm-hmm. Oh, Totally. Well, I kind of wanted to touch on that because I feel like, okay, you're doing something that's really big. You're running for a public office, Mm -hmm. okay? And that is, in the end, declared a win or a lose. Yes. Okay? But I don't think that's all the way true. And, and, you know, so I'm assuming that there's this big voice in your head that's saying, don't do it because you, you, you might just lose anyway. Yeah. Okay. This is going to be so embarrassing when you lose. That's what the voice is saying. Okay. You're going to be so embarrassed. So something that I wonder if like, there's like a reframe or like a curiosity of, okay, so what if you don't win? What if? Does it take away the learning? Does it take away the, the growth or learning the process? Because when you're running for a public office, it's not, oh, let me just declare my candidacy, candidacy, so there it is. I'm sure that there is paper that needs filed. There are proper steps that need taken. There are rules and regulations that you have to follow. Um, let's also just go to show that doing something, it is proven that the more that you do something, the less scary it mm-hmm. becomes. And the only way that I can relate to that in this moment right now is when I was doing my teacher training 
it was required that we had to teach a public class at the end. Okay. And I botched my public class. I had a notebook. I stood in front of the classroom. I was so terrified. It was so scary. But at the end, it was still like, I did it. I sat in front of everybody for one hour. I led them through a yoga flow and I didn't die. (laughs) Okay, so here I am um, a year later and I teach yoga on a regular basis. I experience zero fear when I am teaching a yoga class now. But to the Shelby who was so brave and working towards things and nervous, like, Man, that was a big step for her. And so I feel like, okay, the worst thing that could happen is you don't win. That's that's the worst thing that can happen to you right now in this moment. And so does that mean that you move forward and you, like, none of it is wasted. And so what I'm trying to say, I think, is that when we take steps in a direction, of course it's scary. You're doing something new. It's something unknown. There's a lot of nerves and questions that come from that. I mean, you know, I don't think that you're going to lose, but (laughs) but like I, it's just that, that fear, if that, if that's the one thing that's stopping you, there are steps and things around that. It's like, oh, you're just learning here. You're just practicing and becoming more prepared, getting more tools underneath your belt. But if we all just sit in fear and don't move forward, then we don't, we don't have those. And a lot of the times I like how you said that like this podcast isn't your purpose. Maybe your purpose isn't to be a public official either. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But maybe it's just a step and it's a practice of 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 who you are becoming, of of the things and the values that you want to um intercept and believe in and to, you know, hold ownership for yourself. Maybe that's what finding our purposes, yeah. you know, maybe it's just these little steps. And right now this little step feels huge. Yeah. Yeah. Shelby, I have a question for you. I believe that every human being has a purpose. Mm-hmm. And I also believe that every human being's purpose is meant for the greater good of humankind. It's so simple, but I didn't ever think this until just a couple weeks ago when I talked to you about it. But like every single purpose, no matter how silly or outlandish or how different it is from everybody else's, when it is fulfilled, it makes humankind better. Mm -hmm. Is there a purpose that is to the detriment of humankind? No. Like, Like even... Even art, right? Art is like, it brings beauty. It brings inspiration. That is so needed and necessary for the betterment of humankind. Mm -hmm. Even if like your purpose is motherhood, like teaching young minds and creating safe places and helping other people grow, like teachers, like Mm -hmm. all of this is for the betterment of humankind. Absolutely. And so why are we not fulfilling our purpose? Okay. I love that question. And I think that it is, well, Chelsea talks about this in season one. We have natural tendencies as human beings. Mm -hmm. We come into the world and and we are naturally inclined one way or the other, whether that's you like to move fast or you like to move slow. You're a little loud. You're a little quiet. You're, you want to be in the limelight. You're a little bit more introverted. Like there are natural tendencies that we all have 
And so you asked, why don't we fulfill our purpose? Well, to reinstate what Chelsea said, it's because we tell a fast child to be slower. We tell a slow child to be faster. Mm -hmm. And so we're constantly being given messages to not be the way that we are. And we don't we don't really foster, um, at least in my human experience, I don't feel that we have fostered all of these really good qualities within an individual. It's kind of almost like machines. Mm -hmm. It's for this greater good. So I remember in elementary school having a lot of standardized, standardized testing. And I remember the teachers saying something along the lines, well, they were like really worried about making sure X amount of students passed because if X amount of students pass, then then the school gets X amount of money. Yeah. So instead of telling little Johnny that he is so talented and good in art or whatever, we're saying Johnny really needs to up his math scores. Mm -hmm. He's really needs to do whatever. And so I just think that, we get these messages that tell us and and we learn to not be that way. I mean, I know in my own experience, I there are moments and times where I was like, noted, don't act that way. Yes. Right? Yeah. So, and now as I'm an adult and I'm having to, to look at parts of myself, these memories are coming up. This memory of a teacher telling me to not be that way is coming up with me. Like, it's a roadblock. It hurt. It damaged me. Yeah. It took a part of me, and I I hit it. Yeah. I cut it. Yeah. And I think that when I am fulfilling my purpose, I'm not cutting and dissecting parts of myself. I'm a working whole. Yeah. And... So I think that's why people aren't living their purposes. They're they're not whole. I mean, how many of us are, how many of us are combating um, thoughts in our head of anger, resistance, shame, not good enough, not good enough, yeah. be quiet, mm-hmm. like move faster, be better, do more. Mm-hmm. How many of us are living in that world? And so when we're living in that, how can we be? finding the synchronicities? How can we yeah. be seeing the hummingbirds mm-hmm. or the numbers on the clock or, you know, whatever, like, because I feel like we're so drowned out. And so how can we, how can we listen to our life's purpose when we're too, li- when we're too busy listening to the voice that's telling us we're not good enough? Yeah. So is this just like a battle between our ego and our intuition, right? So our yes. our ego is like, uh-huh. don't do this. I'm here to protect you. Mm-hmm. Listen up, pal. Yeah. You need to stay quiet. You need to stay small. You need to go with the flow and sure. no one's going to hurt you. Yes. Or maybe that's different for other, like maybe somebody else, like their ego is telling them, you need to be loud. You need to be extravagant and right. that's how you stay safe, right? right? And that probably maybe feels like against their intuition so we're battling our ego and our intuition Mm -hmm. and so once again this brings me back to my why like my purpose in doing this is like do you know how many times I have been told I am too loud Mm. I am too much Mm. I am way too energetic I am way too bubbly I am way too extroverted I'm way too much like I have I have live my life thinking I am way too much. And so I am here to tell you, yes, (laughs) I am too much. (laughs) And, and I love it. And I'm, and now I'm no longer going to let, and I say no longer, man, this is like such a journey. I, 
how many I've spent like this last long little bit like learning to love and trust myself and Mm. I still like I still find myself you know battling with my ego about like oh no like you're too loud Krista like you need to just like quiet down but if you have been told you're too loud like I just want to be like super loud and be like (laughs) yep look I'm doing it I'm doing it and so can you Mm -hmm. you've been told you're too loud cool come with me yeah I'm a freaking decent and we're super loud. You can <laughs> hang out over here. No one's going to be offended. <laughs> so true. So, yeah, it's like it's about conquering those messages I've been told that have put me in parts. Mm-hmm. And being like, oh, yeah, I can let go of that and so can you. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to know that we can do that unless we see somebody else doing that. Yeah, There are people, and I've mentioned them before, but there are women specifically who have helped me with this. One of them is the Allison show, Ugh. the Allison party. Yeah. Oh, man, I am her demographic. Yep. Like, she is too loud, too silly, too dancey, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I see myself in her, and I love, I love when she is unabashedly her. Yep. And so... Yeah, I want to be able to be that for, most importantly, my younger self. And if that helps somebody Mm. else on the journey, cool. There's no way for me to get around it or heal it unless I just lean into it and and be myself. My loud, obnoxious, super silly, incredibly loving self. Totally. Well, you want to know what? I think that you're touching on something a little taboo here that I feel a lot of people shy away from. Like we, we kind of say, Ooh, like keep your mess to yourself, Mm -hmm. keep those messages and those stories to yourself. But I mean, there's been a lot of research and study and, and I think that's why like art and design is making a very big comeback because the, the human mind, like we learn in stories, Mm -hmm. like we, we grasp things in stories. Mm -hmm. And so there's been this, you know, almost renaissance in a, in a way of, of like branding and telling your story mm-hmm. and telling your why. I think that it's all about sharing your story. Yeah. I think that like we learn through stories and so therefore we must teach in stories. And the only story that I'm a master of is my own. Yes. Mine is the only one that I have the nuances that I have all of the working parts of myself. Ultimately, I think that if we want a world of healing, we, we have to share our stories and we have to be a master of our own. Mm-hmm. What does Brene Brown say? If you don't own your story, your story will own you until you own your story. Yep. And so this is a way of us extending our hand and bringing someone along and being that conduit is by saying, here's my story. Yours might be a little bit different, but I know what loss feels like. Mm -hmm. I know what grief feels like. And I know what shame. Oh, man, I know what shame feels like. Like, you are not alone for Mm -hmm. feeling this. And I learned that not everybody likes to talk about this Mm -mm. stuff. It's, it's, It's weird. This is my fizzy fuzzy jam. Okay. I love talking about feelings. Yes. And... People don't. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Like people, people don't. I'm always like, how are you feeling? Yeah. What's going on inside of you? Yeah. And, and so I think that like we, if we can foster a culture where like we have a place 
for feelings and we have a place for listening or hearing, then I think that helps foster healing. Yeah. Moving forward. Yeah. In only the way that you can do it. Yeah. Yeah. It is your fizzy fuzzy gym. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and we're here to like ask you to like do your thing too. Yeah. Cheering you along, girl. Oh yeah. And we're cheerleaders. <laughs> <laughs> so L A T S G O Bitches. I say that with all of the love in my heart. <laughs> We just want to share a big thank you to everybody who helped make this episode possible. From the bottom of our hearts, thank you. Drop into our DMs. You can find us on Instagram at I totally relate pod. Or you can share your feedback and insights with us at I totally relate pod at gmail.com. We totally want to get to know you. See you next time. Peace out. <laughs> oh. Uh, oh, yeah, we're too much. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. 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 If you laughed out loud when you heard that, then you know. Okay. We're for you. Come on. Let's take a walk.